welcome to the Album Draft Podcast. My name is Reed, and we've got another good one for you for this episode with some heavy tunes coming up here. Uh, we've got two guests with me for this one. One is a returning guest, and the other one is a first-timer. So let's break out the shotguns. We're going to town. We've got Joel and Kurt joining in. <laughs> what up? Yeah, kind of like I was just saying, I'm, I'm excited to have you guys on. I know you guys are big fans of this band. And you know, Kurt, we have been messaging a little yes. bit. And I know you're excited about it. So it's going to be a good time. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> so like, what's your first thought when you think of Norma Jean or like you hear that name? Like, What sort of emotions or feelings like does that evict for you? Ooh, Joel, do you want me to go first or do you want to go first? Oh, man, it's 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 pure nostalgia. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think, yeah, I mean, it totally marks a comp- like an era of my life, really like the beginning of an era. I had never heard a band like that before, so probably get into some of that. But, yeah, it's uh, it's fond memories. It kind of brings back. It's weird, like, there'll be non-Norma Jean things, like, just being at shows really mm-hmm. early on, like, when I first started doing that. And so it's it brings back a lot of, because uh, it had such a big influence. So, yeah, yeah pure nostalgia. <laughs> Which is, it's like, so Norma Jean's my favorite band. So I've listened to them from before they were Norma Jean till their newest album that just came out this year mm-hmm. and uh, i mean there's a lot of words i could use but usually when i think about their music it's like there's some nostalgia but there's also just like they have this like aggression in their music mm-hmm. that it seems to come across no matter what they do and yeah i don't they're very they have a message even though they like to hide it in cryptic ways <laughs> and they're always very aggressive about it yeah yeah <laughs> so what about you reed i was thinking about this yeah. like are you were you a late adopter or were you a fan early on i'd i'd say i was probably a late adopter so you know i yeah. knew um like i could always like i guess in their earlier stuff i could recognize the album cover like i knew who they were but i probably didn't really tap in until redeemer like that's the one album that mm. when i think mm. of Norma Jean, like that's what i'll go to and listen to like i i've cool. heard the other stuff but like that i'd say that's probably my favorite one cool mm. yeah we probably have a good spread then because kurt's like the all-time listen to everything all the time mm-hmm. and uh, yeah i'm yeah. i'm i mostly like the and joel's everything redeemer and before <laughs> yeah. yeah i've given their past few albums like a couple of seconds and i'm like i don't know but so we'll see, we'll see. you'll like my playlist then it's it's a lot of stuff after nice <laughs> cool yeah i think i've got a good mix of kind of old and new so yeah and i'll dive into that a little bit more too as we get going yeah yeah but kurt with this being your first time doing this like what was your approach for putting your album together so i I started doing it as just like my 10 favorite songs. And I was like, no, 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 no. That's not how Norma Jean would do it. Norma Jean would, would try and put together the most cohesive album kind of from all of their albums. So that's, that's kind of how I, I approached it. I tried to not have more than two songs from any album in there, but 
but I wanted a, a, a flow of some sort in there. So it wasn't just random songs in a random order. Yeah. Kinda. Yeah. Yeah. What about you, Joel? Yeah. Like I said, I, I don't have a lot. Of, I'm not going to have a lot of, of their newer stuff in there, but I think the approach was, it was a little bit more of a top 10 mixed in with like how would, yeah, I think how I would want to hear this stuff live. And then also I, th- I'm save some of this, but I think Norma Jean has some of the best like breakdown lyrics. They're like the Kings of that stuff. So a lot of these songs are just like the memorable lyrics that stand out to me. So, um, so yeah, I think it was mostly just a top 10 from my favorite, favorite albums. Dude, they have so many good, just like one-liners or the Kings yeah. of one-liners. Yeah. I know yeah. that too. it's a lot of it. Yeah, it's a lot of just like, what are you talking about exactly? And then uh, some sort of shout over a breakdown. <laughs> it's just like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. I haven't really followed them you know, a whole lot, especially after Redeemer. Um, so with me, it was, it was almost kind of like discovering this band again, you know, and being able to go through like their entire catalog. And I, had, I hadn't heard like the last three albums that they put out. So. Um, it was cool just to kind of yeah. walk through everything and miss. Yeah, yeah, I missed a lot. So some good stuff, man. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I, I realize that now. Um, yeah, just kind of picking and choosing, you know, what I connected with and kind of what what I enjoyed the most out of everything. So kind of a good mix between, I think, their entire catalog. This will be fun, Kurt. You got to sell us. You got to sell us on that. Oh, okay, <laughs> okay. Yeah. I mean, like the classics are the classics, though. Like, <laughs> mm-hmm. I still think. Uh, Bless the Martyrs, their best album, but sure. their new stuff is you it's it's worth a listen or twelve. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, so let's go ahead and jump in. We'll talk about the songs we chose. Um, just kind of lay the groundwork for anyone that's listening. Um, the three of us pre-selected our ten song Norma Jean albums, one opener, one closer. Three songs you'd like to. There's three songs you would highlight or release as singles. And then five other songs that fill out your album. And then everything they've released up to this point was available to choose from. I kind of want to do something different this time. I think what I'm going to do is just have each of us walk through our albums in in, in its entirety. I think that'll kind of help with feeling the flow of you know how if you sequence it in a certain way. Um, so we'll do that this time. But I think, uh, Kurt, I'll have you start us off. And then I'll go second. Then Joel close us out. Cool. Okay. Uh, all right. So the first song I chose is actually off the newest album. Uh, and I chose it because listening through it, it feels like the quintessential Norma Jean song in, in the sense that it has a little bit of like everything that makes Norma Jean Norma Jean. So yeah, that's why the song is Spearmint Revolt. It's the I think it's the third song off their new album, yes. and it, it it it's a beauty. I think that's a I think that's the one I've actually heard. Yeah, it's yeah. I mean it's great. Like it starts off um, like a build up, I believe, and then it's got a little bit of like the distorted feedback from the guitar, and then it goes into like that groovy Norma Jean riff. Yeah, uh, yeah, it's it's my favorite way to start off an album for them. Um, and it, 
it kind of touches on they have like a sing part where you, you know you're singing along and like and then it ends in just like a crushing like <laughs> like he's so he's talking about death rattle sing for me which there's a couple different things you can kind of look at where it's like you have a snake rattler which means it's about to attack you have death rattle which is like when somebody's dying they get stuff stuck in their throat and they they like can't breathe and it's somebody about to die and so it's like all of that stuff and then you have the end of this song and it's just like it feels like they're like punching at the end mm-hmm. with their guitars and it was like this is the best way it's like you get a little bit of everything you get the singing and then you just get punched at the end of the song (laughs) yeah yeah so i had this one on my list too everything that you just said um one of the notes that i had was kind of like one of those first lines of the song where he says uh don't bring me the head of the snake i want fang to tail and back i love that yeah (laughs) it's just like oh it's so good and then yeah at the end it gets so distorted that almost sounds like your speakers are blown <laughs> right well and it, it kind of sounds like a death rattle yeah. you know what i mean mm-hmm. like it becomes so like yeah it was like oh that's mm. yeah chef's kiss you know that's a good one i'm intrigued you yeah did a good job thanks thanks uh so yeah so then you have that and you have like that distorted feedback and then it, it goes into um the second song which is safety last which is on the all hail album and i mean it starts off with more feedback because that's how they like to do a lot of things um and it starts off with him screaming i'll bridge every or i'll burn every bridge in the world <laughs> and it's just like he's angry about something i don't know yeah. but uh yeah and it's like it's great uh but throughout the song he he repeats that line and he's like maybe i don't want to go back over those bridges and so far i'm surprised by the simplicity of the song titles oh yeah well i mean they're they're also the kings of like like they should have an audio book for their their song titles that was like that was like their their earlier mo and now it's not so much Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, it doesn't even display the whole thing on Spotify, so you have to like take that into account. Right. You can't if it gives you dot 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 after <laughs> four words or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I put I put that one there. Um, I actually had debated between that one and Mind Over Mind, just with the vibe that they give off. Mm-hmm. Um, but Mind Over Mind actually made it later in the list for the third song. Joel will know this one uh i did creating something out of nothing yes uh which just starts off with the 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 drums and like that that norma jean uh chainsaw bass and that's kind of why i include this one because it's like that's that seems to be one of their their staples is just a bass tone that like rattles and sounds like it could cut through anything Mm yeah i'm I, I sent a text earlier to a group chat that I'm in and I was like, guys, listen to this. Cause I was re-listening to, uh, or watching the documentary they did for Polar Similar and they're recording and they have this bass and he's just playing and like the guitar tones are, or the bass tones are just 
they're beautiful. Mm. Uh, yeah. yeah, creating something out of nothing is great. Uh, I, I, yeah, like I've got that on my list too. But what that reminds me of, speaking of like the nostalgia piece, like the uh, ever, like the fir- first time I heard that song, I was like, oh, that's the song I'm gonna I'm gonna sound check my drums to that song every time now. So that little like so that little tom groove. That's always what if I was checking toms, that's what I was checking them to. And then I would always yeah. pan the room, like, who who knows what I'm playing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and then I think I would join in on bass most of the time. Because yep. yeah, it's like, it's, just, it's, it's not, yeah. yeah. Although they do, like, they do some, like, time change up and stuff where it's like, mm-hmm. it's, and they, they, they have, I mean, they have the minor ninth, which they use through, all throughout the album. Yeah, but it's is. just like, yeah. yeah. What is the, what's the line in that one? Like uh, oh, like bringing a knife to a gunfight. Gun yeah, because he's talking about like using your words as weapons and stuff, and then mm-hmm. at the end, he's like, "You're bringing a knife to a gunfight." <laughs> <It's like, laughs> yeah, it's that's beautiful. a great one-liner, man. Good song, good choice. Uh, yeah, it was a good choice. That was number three. Yeah, it's good. That was number three. Yeah. Um. So then, let's see. We go from that one, which. I mean, that one ends in, like, that distorted noise and the guitar is just ringing over and yada yada, and it goes into uh, Pretend Ever, a reference to a sinking ship or whatever. I don't remember all the long titles for the names. But he it goes into that, and he's just like, oh my god. <laughs> and then they, they hit into um, a super, like, pull-off-y riff and it's like it's attacks you right as soon as it starts i this is probably one of my favorite songs on this album because then it goes on? into what'd you say which one was that on what album is that coming from? oh god that's oh god the aftermath oh yeah man. yeah and uh it, it after that it kind of goes into the um it's like a little, it's the boppy, like, bah, 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 and mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I'm i much more of like a, I relate to the music over the lyrics, especially with like Norma Jean, because it's like, they do have the one-liners over the over breakdowns, and like, they have some good lyricism and stuff, but like, the music for me is kind of what, what drew me to them, just in the sense of like, it's chaotic, but like, there's definitely patterns and stuff like that and it's i don't know it's it's a thing of beauty it's why i like the chariot too because they're just (laughs) yeah yeah so when um when josh left norma jean like did you guys feel conflicted as far as like are you chariot fans are you norma jean fans did it matter to you um joel you can go first (laughs) Yeah, of course. I mean, like, there's just something about, I think that's a piece of why I can't, or it's hard to get into newer stuff, because, like, now it's not even that, just that Josh is gone. It's like, I think there's no original existing yeah. members. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I don't know, I think you, I think certain bands, um, I mean, even when, you know, Scotty left, and, and when they lost their drummer, I can't remember what his name was. Daniel David um, or Daniel? It's, yeah, it's like lightning strikes sometimes. You know, it's like we've mm-hmm. been in bands and, and it's just like for whatever reason just certain people work well together. And so I, I, I like Corey. Um I like his I like his voice. It's just different. 
Um, and so I think Josh is, is just a, he's a genius, man. And he's kind of crazy probably too. So, and he's probably a little narcissistic, but it works really well to create amazing art. And mm -hmm. so, yeah, I think it, I think it was hard to get on board. I was actually thinking about this because I was like, I bet he's going to ask us this question. <laughs> and I, and I mean, I think I, I agree with Joel's assessment where it's like, Josh is definitely the like more crazy artistic dude, but like Brandon, I would 100% rather have a beer at a bar with Brandon and just talk Corey? about stuff. Oh, no, no, no. Said... You're right. It's Corey Brandon. No, it's a... I was Corey Brandon. That's right. Just well, cut that out. <laughs> I was like, oh my gosh, you got it wrong. Uh, yeah, no, you're no, right. No. You're right. He seems yeah. like way, way, way nice guy. Like he's way more chill. He's way more down to earth. Like uh, I'm in like one of their fan groups, and and they pop in and out of there. And like his wife's in there, and his brother who helps a lot with with not a lot, but he helps with some of the album writing and stuff. And him and Corey are in a band together. Mm. And uh, yeah, he's just he's a super cool dude. But yeah. Uh, it's, I think when listening to the Josh stuff and then going to the Corey stuff, it's like, it wasn't enough of a difference for me to like detract me from it. Mm -hmm. I was, it, it was more for me, a mental break of like, okay, this was Norma Jean with Josh. And now this is Norma Jean with Corey. Yeah. And, and then now Norma Jean with, <laughs> with every different right uh yeah. person mm -hmm. but i was watching some of their dvds and stuff it's like they talk about that and it's like norma jean is is has never been one person or a group of people it's more of a collective and yeah. like they 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 want it, and which makes sense because it's like you listen to any of their albums and they all have the norma jean feel mm -hmm whether you you like what they're going for for that album or not like yeah. they all feel like norma jean even though it could be a completely different set of people than the last album yeah. so i think it helped a lot that the chariot rolled around uh-huh that helped Tielsen. like oh what yeah. So, yeah, yeah yeah and then it gave you more like the chariot ultimately i feel like that was kind of I mean, it wasn't that far of a stretch from what Norma Jean was doing. So right, it was kind of like, was oh, like a... now I get two instead of just one. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. What about you? So for I guess for me, I, I guess I didn't really notice a, a difference. Really, it was just like, oh, here's Norma Jean and here's the Chariot, and they kind of sound pretty similar to me. But um, I yeah. kind of I just kind of remember when that split happened, and I don't know, maybe on some message boards or something. You know, there was some. You know different different opinions and you know people taking sides so i was curious on where you guys landed on that side of it too to me it's like it's it's two different bands even though they'll yeah. play old stuff but it's yeah like, i was looking at their yeah um you had mentioned that norma jean's more like a collective and i was looking at their like former members list and that might be the longest like former members <laughs> list i've ever seen well and then it's like it's like and there's some people that like left and then they came back and then like Corey played bass for All Hail, like recording All Hail, and it's just like, yeah, there's, it's it's 
it's just a gigantic collective that ebbs and flows between albums. Although their new guitarist, Grayson, he's got, I mean, the last two albums have been amazing. So, All right, so you're on, what, song five now? Let's see. Yep, uh, song five. So we go from Pretendever uh, to a song that I feel like every Norma Jean album has one, so I had to throw one in. Uh, it's To The People, and so the the track starts off like super ominous and like dark sounding, and then you hear like this electronic, but like 1940s electronic, not like Owl City electronic, like little, <laughs> little ditty, and then you just hear some female voice start talking in numbers and it's like real weird and real creepy and uh i included it because it's like every norma Jean album has some sort of weird interlude song um the there's a little bit of history behind it where it's like so the house that they recorded uh polar similar at uh there was a room and it was like it had a pool in it so it was like a lot of concrete and they could get really cool sounds from it and one of the guitarists is just like playing in there like some real weird uh riff and like real slow and they were recording and then um will putney who was the engineer on the on the job uh he he was recording and then i can't remember but there's another member and he was like wait a second we got it. We got to put this over top, like this lady reading numbers. And what it was is these old Russian, um, <laughs> either Russian or European radio stations, where spies would would put these numbers over the airwaves, and it, w- it was communicating some sort of message. And like they had talked about it in length, like months before and he was like wait a second we got to put this on top Mm. so then they put that on top and then they put the i think it's called like the lincolnshire or something but that's the song that you hear and that's how you kind of got that and it's just a weird coincidence that he remembered that and he was playing it in this this swimming pool room that had really good reverb and all that kind of stuff and so i thought it was a fun there's a fun little ditty yeah. in the middle, and I was like, this one has the most that I can talk about, so I'm going to use <laughs> this one. And it's probably the most creepy one that they have. Um, nice. Yeah, so that is that song. And then after that, I included like a, a shorter song, but also probably one of my favorite Norma Jane songs. Not fully because of the song, but the the music video. So the next song, song six is if you got it at five, you got it at 50. Uh, it is off the Wrongdoers album, which I don't know. I, nobody ever talks about that album. Like, I feel like I've never even forgotten. heard of that. Mm-hmm. It's the one with like the skeleton lady on the yeah. cover. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. the lights coming but out of her like, eyes. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It's <laughs> like nobody ever talks about Wrongdoers, which I mean, granted, with the newer albums that they have and like the older like classics, it's like I get it. It's when you have that many albums, some are gonna kind of yeah get lost. But this is it's a banger. Mm. Uh, yeah, it's it starts off super chaotic, uh, 
and the the music video which is my favorite thing uh they're they're around a pool outside and instead of like a kegger there it's it's jugs of milk <laughs> and so they're just all of them are playing and they're like chugging milk and like and then so as the song progresses it gets a little more chaotic and then uh it gets to uh the breakdown part and in the music video, everyone just starts throwing up milk. Oh, no. <laughs> it's like, this is this is exactly what I expect from this band, and it's hilarious. Uh, but the line that they have over the breakdown is is I enjoy it thoroughly. It's uh, the more the noise doesn't do it anymore. Who's to blame? Who's to blame? And it's just kind of like to me uh, listening to that. It's kind of like I relate it to like social media and all that kind of like all of this noise like it the more we get it's it's we're going to become more and more dissatisfied with it because we're going to need more and more of it to to be satisfied mm. and then he's like who's to blame mm. and it's like well we all are mm. <laughs> yeah i granted i don't know if that's actually what he meant because he he like he specifically says like i like to write lyrics that are open for people to kind of do whatever they want to with so i don't know what he actually meant but i i enjoy that line oh, in that okay. song in in the music video <laughs> yeah. uh, I can see yeah. that which i don't know yeah. if the... oh go ahead what'd you say i was gonna say i, I had considered oh, okay. that one but i chose a different song off that album so but i mean I'll talk oh about that later okay <clears throat> It was it was it was a close one for you. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So yeah, we go from that one to uh, I think one that's on I I peaked on Joel's list, so I I know some of the stuff that he does. <laughs> he did uh, the end of all things will be televised. Great song. Yeah. Starts off with like that that punishing like da da da, and it's like just starts off immediately in your face, which is. The best thing about Norma Jean, mm -hmm. uh, and then you kind of got the it goes through, and then you have the the guitar and or the guitar, the bass and drum, with uh, with why am I brain farting? Sorry. <laughs> uh, I'm listening to the song as we're talking. Yeah. Well, this one's yeah. got like the I think it's like the quintessential. Norma Jean line. It's the tonight the South is on fire. It's oh yeah. That. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. That. There's also a killer breakdown at the end. It's like something like right. Where uh, and over that killer breakdown, like uh, it has some really great line. Uh, what is it? Cap. Captain, the sink. The, the ship is sinking. sinking. Have mercy. Yeah. And it's like that's great <laughs> yeah yeah in one song those are great breakdown lines because yeah you're right it's kind of like it, it's funny because like that stuff when i'm hearing it now like like you were saying reed like kind of revisiting the band it sounds cliche like some of their one-liner stuff i'm like oh of course mm -hmm. like but like they sort of <laughs> they sort of invented it to some degree like the, the that's true like the breakdown line like or like whatever lyric like having one repeated prominent lyric that's memorable inside of a hardcore song or whatever heavier mm -hmm. song 
feel like they kind of trademarked that thing. So when, whenever I'm thinking, oh, that's cliche, it's like, well, they created it. So, you know, <laughs> like, that's true. And then I, uh, so after end of all things will be televised and that wonderful breakdown at the end, um, I have another song from Redeemer, which I was like, I was trying not to like put them next to each mm-hmm. other, but I mean, it fit well enough that I was just like, okay, whatever. Yeah. Uh, for song eight, I chose a small spark versus a great forest. Um, for some reason, this, I mean, like, I have no, like, specific reason I like this song. Uh, just the way it kind of starts off with, like, the the tapping on the rim of the drum and, like, the, the heavy bass ringing out. And then you kind of got the little guitar riff going on. It's, mm-hmm. it's, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's a good vibe. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh. Later on in the song, it's it's kind of just Corey scream scream singing over some some bass and drums, and then it builds into uh, the breakdown, which is uh, "Fight Fair." Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. and he's just screaming "Fight mm-hmm. Fair, Fight Fair," mm-hmm. and it's like I don't know. That's just like you 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 pump your fist yeah. at that kind of stuff because <laughs> it's like yeah, there's a lot of a lot of injustice in the world and it's easy to just kind of pump your fist to like yeah people fight fair yeah stop being dirty people mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah did you have that one on your list joel i didn't it was close though no. yeah. okay yeah but then yeah i mean it ends in the breakdown with him just screaming fight fair mm-hmm. over over and over and over and it's like yes this is great yeah so then let's see that was what song eight so then song nine you have that breakdown going into mind over mind which is off of the all hail album again Mm -hmm. um honestly like i think i don't know i think all hail might be like my third favorite album by then it was just when it came out i wasn't expecting a ton and then they came out with this album, which it felt like it was a throwback to some of their older stuff. And I was like, okay, I can, I can definitely get behind mm-hmm. this. Uh, but yeah, so Mind Over Mind starts off with like just a super low, dirty bass riff with some like uh, an interesting kind of drum pattern. Mm-hmm. Uh and then it goes into like this groovy, just guitar, Norma Jean. I mean, I call them Norma Jean riffs, but it's like, you know, kind of that dirty Southern, like, but again, it's like, I'm not, I don't know if they invented that, but I know what no. you mean. They do it enough where it's like, yeah. it becomes a thing, you know, it becomes a yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, and, and for All Hail, no, because they they had a guitarist for a little bit who was like from Louisiana and was super like into like blues and that kind of stuff. And so, uh, I mean, they've always kind of had that ever since earlier on. They've always kind of had like a little bit of southern like ness mm-hmm. to their music. But yeah, it's just like 
it's just something you kind of come to expect from them and it's it's great when you hear it because mm-hmm. that song goes along and then it goes into uh the end what's the he has a really good line at the end i think so give it death till it comes alive right. what'd you say so give it death till it comes alive that's the line oh, you're talking yeah about? that's what it is it's just these lines just fall out of this guy mm-hmm. through this guy that's so good and you're right or maybe he's just like maybe he's just gets inspired and like writes it down on a notebook when he's sleeping and then he just yeah, i guarantee he's just got know? a running note of one-liners right. in his phone yeah. and he just throws them into mm-hmm. that'd be that'd be great to just like if if i if we ever had the chance to like talk to him just be like do you just have like a notebook of just one-liners right. or like do you <laughs> Do you wait until the music is out and yeah. then, like, yeah. or do you write the music for the lyrics? Yeah. You know what I mean? That'd be fun to fun to talk about. So then that ends, and then, so spoiler alert: I actually did you know, eleven songs because uh, Norma Jean, I feel like, would have a secret special song at the end. <laughs> so, so I'm breaking your rules. I apologize. It's all good. But uh, yeah, so we'll go to song 10, which if if you're a Norma Jean fan, I feel like you're expecting a song to be on this playlist that has not been mentioned yet, which is the next song. Uh, Memphis will be laid to waste. I believe that is, I mean, they they usually play it as like the encore, yeah. which I mean, if I was Corey, I, I feel like I would get tired of playing that song after so many years. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I didn't even write that song. You know what I mean? Yeah. Granted, it's like I get why everyone wants to hear it, mm-hmm. but sometimes I feel bad. Like it's the free bird for hardcore music. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You go to a show, people scream it out, and they expect you to know yeah. it. You know, right? But next time, next time I go to a Norman Jean show, now I'm just going to scream out "Free Bird," and maybe they'll play <laughs> right, that yeah. instead. <laughs> just like a heavy version of "Free Bird." Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. Memphis will be laid to waste. I mean, yeah, it starts off with the the big build mm-hmm. and Josh kind of screaming, and then, I mean, most people who are listening to this will probably know that song. My favorite part of that song, though, is definitely the Aaron Weiss "Me Without You," mm-hmm. kind of where where he joins in, because you're like, okay, what's gonna like listening to the first time if you don't know this song, you're kind of like, okay, what's what's going to happen because they're they're it's not like a, a super heavy buildup but it's like a ring out like and mm-hmm. you're like okay well this is kind of weird compared to him screaming mediocrity is the killer mm-hmm. like just previously and then i don't remember all of the lyrics to what aaron says but it's it's a beautiful kind of spoken word thing that he just does uh and then the song ends with the guitars just ringing out and it's like this is beautiful the the breakdown in that song though i think live is still one of the most aggressive like live breakdowns that i've seen mm-hmm. i mean like i've been to like knock loose and you know a lot of hardcore shows a lot of like white chapel and stuff but it's like the the just the the power of them screaming that that yeah. mediocrity is the killer it's mm-hmm. just like this is i don't know it 
still gives me chills when I go to see them. Yeah, as you're as you're talking about Norma Jean, one of the things that I think sets them apart. So I mean, there's there's heavy music. I mean, like you said, like there's death, like more death metal. Like there's like Whitechapel heavy, and then there's like mm-hmm. Acacia Strain heavy and Knock Loose. One thing that like is unique about Norma Jean is they've always been they they use silence well. So like they're really good at building uh-huh. tension, but like when they want to grab your attention the most, like it could be I mean, they're just they're good at using silence. So if that's silence just so you hear the one liner or like they're just, they're the which I think it makes their music more intense the way that they, they chop things up and uh kind of suck you in with attention and then pull it out. So Yeah that that song's a good example of that. So then what's your eleventh song? Oh yeah, right. <laughs> When I, well, so there would be like, there'd be like three to five minutes of just complete silence. Mm-hmm. And you're just like, wait, why is the song not over? Like, it's one of those, like, if you're listening to it intentionally, you just like stop listening to the song. Mm-hmm. But if you're like studying mm-hmm. and then it keeps playing and then you're like, wait a second, yeah. it's still playing. So then 11th song that I'm sneaking in uh, is Disconnecti uh, from the, that's, oh God, the aftermath. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, because it's the the two words and then a title. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I think this song is just like, it's it's a ballad. It's not even, like, it breaks the mold for them a little bit mm-hmm. because a lot of their songs are very just, like, in your face and, like, you know, riffy and that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. This is a lot more just, like, ringing out uh, and like it's 10 minutes long and there's a big like break afterwards and then uh it ends with uh just a super heavy like dun 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 and i mean like that's that's how you want a norma jean album to end is mm-hmm. send you off with a good breakdown and like get you pumped for the day mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> But yeah, so I snuck that in there because it's like it feels like an ending bonus track. They would want it to be long. They would want it to like be soft in some parts and then end heavy. And yeah, mm-hmm. it seems like that would be the song that they would include at yeah. the end. Oh, that's good. I uh, I like the list. I've got a couple. I've got a couple. Um, I guess of the same songs that I'll walk through when I go through mine. But yeah, um, I mean, I mean, those are all songs that I, you know, walked through when I was putting my list together. And I mean, a couple of them I already mentioned that I had as like honorable mentions that I had to cut off and everything. So Yeah. Oh yeah. If I could, if I had unlimited songs, like there would have been so many more songs on this right. list. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I was trying to stick to the rules except for, you know, number 11, <laughs> but I was like, you know what? Yeah. I put a, I put a, t- two two minute and 14 second songs and it'll be fine yeah no it's okay well then you've got the interlude in there too so right I mean, right right, right. You no know, that so really it's almost like you just break the rules. yeah you, you combine that song and then if you got it at five you got it at 50 and that's just one song you know all right so i will jump in and i'll go through my album my first song my opener i chose a killing word which is from death rattlesnake for me their latest album Ooh, that's um, a good one. Yeah. So I kind of feel like they always they always bring energy with their songs and they don't really have a ton of songs that are like mellow or a little bit chill. So 
I mean, you could really, if you're going to take the approach of, you know, wanting to have like a hard hitting opener, you could really select anything. But I selected this one because it does start off kind of mellow with a little bit of an acoustic and it slowly starts to build with, you know, this distortion and then, you know, they're just kind of full on right after that. And, um, you know, he screams, this is the introduction. So lyrically, I felt like that fit to <laughs> open up the album. Perfect way um, to open it up. Yeah. And uh, I was watching the video for this earlier today. I thought it was pretty cool. They're kind of in this, like, abandoned house. Kurt, I don't know if you've seen it or not, but... I actually just uh, saw it yeah, for they're... the first time today, yeah. Okay, <laughs> yeah. They're in that abandoned house and kind of starts flooding halfway through and they're kind of playing underwater and... I don't know. I think it's just a good good song to grab your attention. So then after that, um, I also had Mind Over Mind on my list as a as my second song. Ooh. I think it's also the second song on that album too, All Hail. Yeah, I, I like that that guitar line that Dude, it's just like nice little nice little groove there. Yeah, it's beefy too. Like it's not just like mm-hmm. a high pitch. It's like it's got some girth, you know. I feel like as a band, they're really good at kind of writing these like offbeat parts or, you know, kind of blending like all these different time signatures in their songs. And I've always kind of been jealous of people that could write like that because yeah, it's like tend my... to be a little more straightforward. So. Yeah. Yeah. My mind definitely mm-hmm. doesn't work like that. I can enjoy yeah. when people write music like that, but I could never like, mm-hmm. yeah. Even with the cadets, like when we had like, slightly weird stuff like i would mm-hmm. have to practice it much more than the normal stuff to yeah. like <laughs> make sure i got it down i know i feel like i would be like timing it out in my head like okay like i'm actually like counting every beat <laughs> yeah and then i'd still screw yeah. it up and i'd be like well whatever we're playing rock and roll people don't care right yeah it's all good it's all about the energy right uh-huh. <laughs> all right so then for my third song i went to wrongdoers and i chose the potter has no hands Ooh, that's a good one yeah for this one um let me try to pull it up here there's like this uh this guitar tone it's not a tone i guess but um, just like this riff that he plays, it's kind of disorienting. It's like the so it just I mean I, I like it, it sounds great, but you know, the first time I hear it, I'm just like, oh, it just kind of pierces your brain a little uh-huh. bit. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's uh it's uh disorientating to the senses. Well and then yeah, and I mean they have the they have the 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 bass on the low end too where and it's kind of got that mm-hmm. like, raspy like yeah it's it's great no you can tell good. Bass player, and it, I, I was kind of wondering like how much i love their bass tone like how did they influence you um <laughs> just as musicians and also like with real cadets like did you guys take anything from them like use them as inspiration i didn't do any writing so i didn't i mean like I tried to get my bass as dirty as possible, like there, so mm-hmm. that I mean, like I took that a little bit. Granted, I was mm-hmm. also working with the rest of the band to try and, you know, match what they wanted. So I I had some input, but I was trying to appease the band as a whole as well. So, mm-hmm. all right. So for my song four, I kind of jumped in. This is kind of my, I'll call it my older Norma Jean. These next, I don't know three or four songs so start off with uh bayonet work vultures and vivid color Ooh. 
as as I was kind of like I talked about, as I was looking listening through all of their albums, I kind of feel like this album maybe marked a shift in the band. And I don't know, you know, what members were in at this time and what changes were made at that point. But um, I feel like the older you know, albums didn't sound as polished as the newer ones. And obviously, I know that also comes with being becoming a bigger band and having more access to, to money and better production. But um, I kind of feel like they got away from a little bit of like that dirty DIY sound mm. that you've got in all those first couple albums than you do with the, the newer stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's definitely, there definitely is like even between Oh God and then Redeemer, like, because mm-hmm. after Redeemer, it felt, well, I don't know, maybe Anti Mother still felt, sorry, I'm thinking while I'm talking. The anti-mother still felt a little DIY too, but yeah, there's definitely there's definitely a shift there. I agree with you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and then I, the... I like that line. Go ahead. Oh, go ahead. <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say I, I like that line in the chorus. Um, like, this is between me and this blade in my heart. Yes. And just kind of just this like the the melody that he has. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's so many like. And it's just funny because it's like um, there's so many good one-liners. Like Joel was saying, he must have like a, just a little notebook and he just mm-hmm. waits to record and then he's like, hang on, I got this. <laughs> and then he just, right. yeah. yeah. I also learned that. So I, I know you know with this album, like the song titles, they're kind of, you get these two words that are combined to make one word. Mm-hmm. There's actually a term for that. Oh. It's called what's it called portmanteau or portmanteau i can't remember how you say it now but yeah it, it's essentially yeah, combining two words and making a new one okay so, that's exciting so <laughs> i didn't know that <laughs> so then uh after that one that was song four song five um i put in memphis will be laid to waste I feel like you can't have an overgene album without that song right right i mean i agree yeah. mm-hmm. I, I like it in the middle though that's kind of like you know you uh yeah. you build up to it and then you get what you kind of came for and then mm-hmm. and then you kind of climax and then it it slowly i mean i don't know how you built the rest of the album but yes yeah i like that choice yeah so sometimes i tend to look at my albums in terms of um i've been starting to get more into like collecting vinyl records and so you know oh. this is the song five is kind of where i split my albums and then I use kind of the song six as like another album opener. Okay. Like you're flipping to the, the other side of the album. So that's part of the reason why I placed that there too. So yeah, it, it goes di- directly in line with what you just said. So. Okay. So it's like the end of act one almost. Yep. Yep. Ooh, exactly. I like that. Mm-hmm. Now, now, so does that mean you build again from song six to song 10? And then song 10 is the final, or song 10's final act of part two. Typically, yeah. Oh, yeah. okay. Mm-hmm. I'm excited. Yep. So for uh, song six, I went to Redeemer, uh, a grand scene for a color film. Ooh. So this is probably my favorite Norma Jean song. Okay. So, yeah, kind of like I talked about earlier, whenever I think of Norma Jean, I think of this album, and this is usually the, the first song that I'll listen to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, because that's the first song off Redeemer, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it kind of starts chaotic, and then mm-hmm. yeah, oh, 
It's such a good song. Yeah, oh yeah, the other uh, line in there. Let's break out the shotguns. The guns were going to town. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that one, and then I've actually got back to back Redeemer songs. Uh, song seven is Blueprints for Future Homes. Ooh, that one. That one's a good one. I mean, granted, I think all Norma Jean songs are good ones, but. <laughs> mm-hmm. yep. And it comes in with a little bit of that distortion as that feedback and fades in and they're off to the races again, as usual. Yeah. And that one's more of like a, it's more of like a, a drivey kind of like, instead of necessarily riffy or anything, like that one feels more mm-hmm. Like they're pushing the pace of the song a little bit instead of just kind of like meow, 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 meow. You know what I mean? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. I like that. I talk I talk in uh, in music sometimes. <laughs> no, it's all good. <laughs> it's all good. I, I tend to do that sometimes too, so definitely uh I'm with you there. Yeah. All right, so song eight. Uh, this is the only song I've got from Polar Similar, I believe. Ooh. Yeah, um, I did "Death as a Living Partner." Oh, I have a I have a long sleeve with that on it. It's mm. it's a great song. Yeah, for this one, you've got kind of this like fast frenetic drum beat and guitar riffs, and I I've been listening through my playlist, you know, throughout the weekend and even this morning, and. Like I'm kind of with this song, I'm kind of on the edge of my seat, just like waiting for them to settle in, settle in. Then all of a sudden, you're in the chorus, and then it's kind of back to this, you know, fast pace, all over the place, drum beats and guitars, and there's kind of uh-huh. just no letting up with this one. Uh, yeah, a little bit of that uh, Norma Jean aggressive chaos. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yep. All right, so song nine, I also had Spearmint Revolt, which we kind of talked about earlier mm. you know in that line don't bring me the head of the snake yeah and also yeah the end of the, the end of the song where he's screaming i want fang to tail and the band is just you know hitting with each word and uh-huh. they slow it down and you got that distortion it's just it's just really good the musical death rattle at the end yeah what's your last song yeah i went to um is it meridiano i think that's how you say uh, it anyway the album at least <clears throat> yeah meridional um, like something like that yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> so <laughs> the the song is falling from the sky day seven Ooh. and this one is definitely the most melodic song i've got on the album and mm-hmm. i don't know exactly what the song is about but when i was looking through when i first listened to it and when i was looking through the lyrics like my mind went straight to genesis 3 and I, I don't know if either of you are really familiar with the song or not, but um, with the lyrics, and I'll hop around a little bit, it's, he says, have you become smarter than your own father? Are you ready to lead with no lesson? Your death will bring you all the answers that you've been looking for. How does it feel to kill? How does it feel to kill? The fruit has been tasted and their blood is on your hand. You won't know the truth soon enough, my friend. Mm. And I was just wow. like, whoa. Where did wow. this come from? <laughs> so, yeah. Soundtrack to Adam and Eve, eating yeah. fruit. Yeah, for sure, man. And it's just a nice way to end end the album, like kind of a calm. And then the, I mean, they have like the the a slight breakdown towards the end, but 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. A calm ending it the way you were storm. expecting him to end it, right? Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, that's uh, that's my closer. I dig it. The end of Act Two. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Which is funny because, like, if if like going off that premise, like it it ends the exact opposite way that act one ended you know what i mean so that's kind of yeah i like i like that well my opening track i didn't get too uh creative with this i just went with the opening track off of bless the martyr which is the entire world is counting on me and they don't even know it so this was this would have been the very first norma jean song i ever heard um and i may have said this earlier but um it was the the way i came about hearing about norma jean was i was at youth i was at youth group and cadet our our curtain a band that kurt and i were in cadets was just (laughs) about to get started i don't even think they had asked kurt yet i think we had like a different person lined up for bass oh yeah i was i was the second choice for bass player i was you were the better you were the better choice yeah 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 uh, you guys just had to realize that first. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I think it was either it was either Josh or Justin or both of them. He had like a um uh, like a burned CD of Bless the Martyr and he he kind of like handed it to me. He was like, "Hey, like if you want to play drums with us, that's cool, but here's like I think he handed me that and then probably uh Showbread. I don't know if that came out at the same time. Um No Sir or whatever, but uh, he said, here, to learn these songs. So then I had never heard anything. I mean, I listened to, like, metal, but mostly, like, in the vein of, like, Pantera and Metallica mm-hmm. and that kind of stuff, like some new metal stuff. And then, like, other than that, like, I was, like, a big Incubus fan. So, like, this was kind of outside of what I was used to, to some degree. And so I remember mm-hmm. sitting down at my drum set, putting my headphones on in the basement, and, like, okay, I got to learn these songs if I want to be in this band, and I do. So I, I put it on and that, that, you know, track one and it starts off with this, like just five, five snare hits, like da, 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 da. And I was like, Oh, like it shocked me. And then Josh's vocals mm-hmm. come in right away. And then it's just this slamming, like da, 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 da. And I was like, okay, okay. And so I, I literally remember sitting down in my crappy little PV drum set, just banging the mess out of them. My parents probably were like, what is he doing? So, um, <laughs> That, that I, think song, they, I think they said that every time we were in the basement <laughs> right so they were gracious to us but um yeah so i yeah i remember remember learning that so that and and, and that was sort of a one of those like kind of like touchstone moments of like oh like you can like there, i remember thinking like there's no rules with music like mm-hmm. <laughs> this was so chaotic yet it made sense to me and it like tapped into something that was like sticks stuck with me to this day um and so uh yeah just love that song um and then there's there's this the challenging part of learning that and then like really getting deep into the music was i i learned quickly that norma jean likes to do these like syncopated like it's like guitars are chugging and it's it's in the middle of that song where he's got or they have like a it's like a tom and snare groove where they're just like and it's like the rhythm of it changes so like trying to learn that i remember that so um anyway so that song holds a pretty uh special place in my heart just hearing josh hearing josh 
and that vocal style was that was monumental. So love that one. Then track two, I don't know if we were doing uh, singles and whatnot, um, but I think I could actually release this one as a single. So this is uh, Murderotica, an avalanche in D minor um, from Oh God, the Aftermath. Again, like I said, Norma Jean is like really nostalgic for me. Um, all, all the songs I'm choosing are going to come off the first three albums, but um, mm -hmm. this reminds me of touring with cadets. We actually had an opportunity. We, we toured to like Indiana or Ohio or something like that with a band called the Hill to Die Upon. <laughs> um, and they're, they're metalcore. And at the time, they're, their vocalist is this awesome dude, hilarious as all get out, Justin Heiser. He's played in a lot of bands. Probably most prominent was he played bass in the color morale and did some vocals in that. Was he in the handshake? Was he in the handshake murders too, Kurt? Mm. No, that wasn't it. Some... He was in the blamed, yeah. I think. Anyway. And he had I mean he he was in Norma Jean for like Right. Three weeks. Right. So that's why I'm bringing him up because <laughs> there was an interim time where Norma Jean was still playing shows and they're like, you can find these videos on, on YouTube. It's hilarious. Mm -hmm. Like they just have random people. Like if you know the lyrics, come grab the mic and we're just going to jam. So they actually had Justin on for a couple of shows and he's, I think his, his videos of that, he sounds terrible. He's actually a fantastic vocalist. Uh, but anyway, I remember driving around in the van, driving all the way to Indiana and this album was just like on repeat. And he's obviously a huge Norma Jean fan, so I just remember mm -hmm. him like screaming along to the song and like air riffing all the air riffing all the parts to it. Um, so that, that's a fond memory. Uh, and then I just love the again like Norma Jean and their their breakdown lyrics and their one liners. The uh, we'll tear this place apart. Mm -hmm. uh, that breakdown is so sick. Um, yeah, but there's hope for us yet. Yes, yes. <laughs> I think is yeah. Yes, yeah. little shining glimmer of hope. Yes, right. yeah, <laughs> yeah. So love that. Oh God, the aftermath is is a fantastic album. So this one, the end of all things, will be televised. Would be my track three. I would also release this one as a single. If it were me, this is on. I don't have this down. Uh, this is on Redeemer, right? Yeah. yeah. So yeah, that's right. Because um, again, just stuff being nostalgic. This reminds me of. Uh, I was dating a girl, she, and her dad lived out in Milan, and she moved out there to live with him for a little while. So I was making these, like, every other day, if not every day, like, I'd get off work, and I'd drive out to Milan and drive back home or whatever. Lots of, lots of driving. Mm -hmm. And Redeemer came out, and so that was the only album I was listening to. So it kind of it reminds me of, of driving, driving, over mm -hmm. the, driving over the bridge and hanging out. Um, and I, I think we've maybe you guys talked about this song too, but the, the tonight, the South is on fire. The way that that breakdown hits, it's kind of comes out of nowhere. I remember, I remember when Redeemer first dropped, I was kind of like, okay, like this is, you know, you go from, you go from bless the martyr to, Oh God, which was already kind of a, a shift, but you kind of mm -hmm. expected it with Corey. And then it was like, okay, what are they going to do next? And, it was like, all right, like this feels a little bit more produced, but mm -hmm. then that, as soon as that breakdown, <laughs> as soon as that came, I was like, okay, this feels like Norma Jean, uh, and it has that energy, yeah. and it was so surprising. Um, and even the the you can you can kind of hear their their riffs like mature, and that that song also strikes me because 
uh, if you follow along with like the lyrical pattern of how it's, it's really cool how they, they syncopate the guitar parts with it. Um, it, it and then it, and then it deviates into that breakdown. Um, mm-hmm. it, it's pretty, it's pretty great. And then the end breakdown is sick too. We talked about too. Um, mm-hmm. Captain, the ship is sinking. Have mercy. So love that. And the end of all things will be televised. Great song. Yeah. Uh, and then Kurt, I think you talked about this one. The uh, fourth track would be creating something out of nothing. Uh, wait, that's not the whole title, right? Oh yeah. Uh, only, only to destroy. Yes. Gosh, these song titles again—they're just so long. <laughs> that was a thing. I love it though. Uh, I need to bring it back. They did the trendy uh, make a song title like two or three sentences uh, just for the fun of it, and mm-hmm. then the Devil Wears Prada just went with it, and then every other metalcore band okay. was like, "Yeah, we gotta do that too." So to just to deviate for a second, because I always wonder. Okay, so not too far, but like the Chariot, that album that's. Um, everything is alive Um, everything's alive nothing is bleeding or whatever everything's alive oh my gosh anyway it's like four phrases and i just i was just listening to an interview with josh and he said that he he chose that album title because every band of the time like every metalcore band was like bleed you know it's like bleeding through or death to this or you know yeah yeah, yeah, so he was like look like yeah this music sounds angry and it sounds but he's like he wanted to go like he was like it was kind of a uh being snarky about that anyway yeah yeah so yeah everything's alive alive, everything's breathing nothing's dead nothing's (laughs) yeah so he's literally just like listen guys we're getting cliche it's it's gonna be okay (laughs) yeah so I, i love that i think he said he actually originally had it as a song lyric and then he was he was like no this is this is the name of the thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. So like I said, this, this song again, like learning, um, uh, learning this album on the drums, this was a challenge. It was like, a they got, it starts with the, the Tom intro and, uh, which is fun. Uh, I just remember always sound checking my drums to it again. So love it. And then, uh, the, the highlight of the song for me is the, the build up to, and then the, the like bringing a knife to a gunfight breakdown which is just so ripping the way that those chords just like it's it literally it reminds me i mean it's perfect it's perfect like it sounds like a knife being like ripped out of a, a sheath or something like mm-hmm. <laughs> um oh yeah and again yeah, like yeah. that that whole at the time that that that's so that that it's kind of gone away like knocked loose has brought it back um, Amir did it, but then they did it with like a whammy or like a pitch shifter and like got those notes like way up high. But at the time, yeah, his vocals were weird too. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But at the time that, that whole idea was just so unheard of. Like the chuggy breakdown thing was kind of there, but just these cutting high chords in contrast was just like, wow, what am I listening to? Mm-hmm. Uh, and it catches you off guard. So Yeah. Yep. That's that on that one. What am I at? Five? All right, I've got science. Gosh, these, these song titles. Science to fiction. This is the thing. I don't know these songs. Like, this is probably the fifth time I've ever looked at these song titles. Science to fiction. A clot of tragedy. A clot of tragedy. A swarm of dedication. Um, <laughs> so this is going to be on 
oh god, the aftermath. Um, uh, we talked about every time I die a little bit, but this one starts to get into that. Um, Scotty Henry, every time I die, cool pull offy kind of southerny sounding riffs, kind of subtle, but it's there. Um, and then the the tension that's built through the the middle section of the song. Uh, and then there's like this one or two note little groove that's like and it's like single it's like not a full chug or anything it's just like this down 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 um i think that's how it goes um again it was just kind of a cool like evolution in what they were what they were doing it was kind of like bridging the gap between like bless the martyr and oh god with these kind of stabby uh, those those cool riffs and then and then they showed their melodic side too towards the end, kind of layering that guitar riff with this cool, I don't know if it's like an octave -y thing, but where the guitar is like walking up and down. Um, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's one of those like, um, really kind of gets cinematic when it starts off really kind of heavy and chaotic, so. And then it ends in that, that just shimmering like mm -hmm. guitar riffing. Yeah, yeah, that's, yeah. What do I have next year? Dilemma, Dilemma Machine, Coalition, comma Hoax. That's the song title. Ridiculous. Oh. Ridiculous. <laughs> I'm having trouble remembering what this one sounds like. Hold on, give me, give me two seconds. Were you on when I was talking about, um, like the the actual name, or I guess, so they're taking like two words and combining them to make another one. Were you on when we were talking about yeah. that a little bit? Okay. I don't think so. I don't think. I think I cut out. So there's like an actual word for it. It's called a, uh, ah, I just forgot. It. It's like a, it's called like a portmanu. Yeah, portmanu. Oh, really? Port yeah. Yeah. That's cool. It's definitely, yeah. Now that it seems ridiculous when I'm looking at them, but it's like, I've never seen anything mm -hmm. like that either. It's pretty innovative. Yeah. 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 So this one, now that I refresh my memory and what it sounded like, um, it's got that. It's just so cool, like how they. Who's their other guitar player? So it's Scotty and. Remember his name? Anyway. Uh, oh my gosh. The way that uh, they. It doesn't matter. The way that they hit so much groove in so much chaos. Or seemingly, it's seemingly so chaotic. So this one's like that. That's what one of them's doing. Yeah. And the other one's kind of mimicking it up higher, but like in a more like 16th note rhythm. I don't know. It's so, um, it just, they're so tight, you know? And it just goes to show like the craftsmanship that's there. I think a lot of heavy music sometimes doesn't get the, um, the, the notoriety for how much it takes to really, you know, like we were saying, like my, our, mm -hmm. my parents listened to us playing the basement and it mostly just sounds like noise to them, but we're really trying, we really are trying to organize some chaos, like purposefully. And so, mm -hmm. uh, this one reminds me of that. And then he's got some, just the line in here. Um, it's towards the end. Um, it's, uh, I think the line is no destruction wars constructive no idea what that means again it doesn't really matter it sounds really cool when he when he screams it um yeah so 
great song there um well and and it ends with the breakdown where he's screaming hell will have no mercy that's right that's <laughs> right yeah. and it's like a it's just like a a, a slugger of a breakdown yeah. too yeah uh chris day is the guitarist chris day that's right that's right is he yeah. in holy gold too Ooh, probably okay I, I, that is one Norma Jean offshoot I have not followed. <laughs> yeah. My next track, this would be track eight, would be face, semicolon face, face, face. Um, face to face? Face to face. Is that what they mean to that? Uh, but mean by that? Me? Probably. So this one's on, um, bless martyr. Um, it's, Again, similar to the last song I was talking about, just has got that layered guitar thing going on, and it showed their—I think it showed their maturity actually in songwriting, or like where things were gonna go, because um, it actually sounds pretty similar to. It's, it's probably the—it's probably the one song that sounds the most similar to, "Oh God" to me. Um, but then it's got that. Um, mm. This is the one that's got that. Um, she simply will not die. Breakdown. <laughs> Yes. And it's like, yeah. man, oh man, again, like how it's just one of those, I don't know if it's an alliteration thing. I mean, that's, that's a, that's a, that's an important thing in, in catchy songwriting. Um, not that they're necessarily worried about being catchy, but stuff that sticks in your head. Um, like I remember this has nothing to do with Norma Jean, completely different direction. We listen to this guy talk about how these people from Switzerland, a lot of, a lot of pop songs like from the early 2000s were written by people in Switzerland because mm-hmm. they knew enough English to like know how like they liked, they liked. So the one song that stands standing out from this guy, he's talking about how uh, Britney Spears's hit me baby one more time yep. was written by somebody who barely spoke English because they just liked the way that it flowed <laughs> off the tongue. And there's so many pop songs like that. Um, and so that I don't know. There's something in there with the, the sh- she simply will not die. Like I don't know. It just it's something that you would want to say over and over again, like he does. So and I like how he yeah. it shows some like a, a lot of Josh's emotion. Like it kind of goes from the she simply will. Like he's kind of chanting it to like this to the the heavier, just repeating it, but but heavier. So mm-hmm. like there's frustration almost yes. that he's trying to get yes. out. Yes, I, I can't yeah. remember if he did it a lot in Norma Jean, I'm trying to think, but he would do this thing where he would, yeah, it was, it came out more in the chariot, but he would like grit his teeth and scream through his teeth. It was like this. Yeah. 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 That's like, gosh, I just, I just love that, you know? And you, and just listening to him and, and multiple interviews, like a big, a big piece of like, he, he considers playing live music. And, and doing shows as like this therapeutic thing that he like you know needs and you get that mm-hmm. in every and every time i've seen the chariot i never got to see him in norma jean but um you just get that so you can tell too he's just yeah i love their their young like uh punk rock like just throw the mic cable around your neck and Mm-hmm. crawl around on the floor and make people think what the heck's <laughs> going on yeah cool so that's that's song eight um song nine i've got the longest lasting statement 
Oh, the one that's uh, it starts off. Will the body be abandoned? Yes, yes. And it's got your base. It's got your. It's got your little base thing that like the Sans amp, really crunchy base thing. Gosh, I love it. Yeah. Sounds like a chainsaw. Somebody mic'd up a chainsaw and just yes. let it go. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and the and the the breakdown that hits right after that intro, I think it's about forty. I've got marked here like forty-ish seconds in is so heavy and it's like the drummers it's either like an 808 that they added in or the drummers like just hitting like the lowest floor time with the kit and it's like boom it, it just sounds so like i remember thinking it sounded it's almost like a it sounded tribal to me like an army of i don't know mm. indigenous people was coming to kill me um yeah yeah and then this this was where i thought this was one of the songs where i thought okay there, Josh has talked about how him and Corey are good friends, and people, you know, kind of like, oh, what's the controversy? He's like, no, he's like one of my best friends, and I, and you, yeah, can, they've been best friends since like '97. Like <laughs> the the end of the song where that's he's saying, we'll, he's screaming, uh, we'll we'll run straight to the murder, and it's just it's just the drums. <sighs> yeah, that's yeah. that's so Josh and the chariot. So I just love yeah. the. Um, whether they're doing that intuitively or, you know, just this happenstance. Um, yeah, it feels very cohesive with that whole kind of collective mm -hmm. thing going on. Um, mm -hmm. So just another heavy hitter. And then obviously the closer. I feel like <laughs> my, my intro song and my closer are just uh, standard, but I, I would say Memphis. Um, I kind of had, to, I feel like I had to put it in here. I love the song. Um, perhaps the thing that I like about it the most is the, um, is it, what's the lead singer? Me without you, Aaron. Is that Aaron Weiss. Yeah, mm -hmm. Aaron Weiss. Um, which I had never heard them. So I love I love the rabbit trail of which I know you said you want to do some tooth and nail stuff at some point, but like uh, yes, please. Uh, yeah, <laughs> that'll be difficult, but um hearing that song and then being like what is this <laughs> uh this beautiful poetry over this crazy just i mean it's just hitting they're just hitting one chord as long as they you know there's nothing mm -hmm. to it um but just i remember trying to like learn all the lyrics to that and then how that you know sprung me into me without you which i would say their album a to B life was probably next to bless the martyr was probably the next most influential thing for me, um, of that time period. So yeah, I, I just loved that creativity. It kind of added this unexpected beauty to something so seemingly so like dark and mm -hmm. not, not on the, like on face value, like beautiful, um, to most people, but yeah. And it touched too, and because I, I mean, we were into like a lot of drive-through bands at the time, so like the early November and a lot of like mm -hmm. Midwest emo sound and stuff. So like, yeah, it was kind of cool to like, oh, like this kind of feels like that in a weird way. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. yeah, yeah. So that's my uh, that's my album. I would also nice. love. I would love to see that show. <laughs> Dude, if it wasn't on Super Bowl Sunday, I know. Yeah. Oh right, they're playing. Yeah, yeah. I literally mean I would love to see them play this show, but 
Oh, yeah. 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 Screw the new stuff. I'm just I was gonna say, I, I think it's, <laughs> I think it's interesting that yeah, all your songs are from those first three albums. It's, it's like a thing, man, and I think it's, it sometimes it bugs me because, it's sort of, I think it comes from being a Bears fan, honestly, um, <laughs> because I'm like, I'm not, I don't want to say I'm a fair weather fan. I just lose interest probably too much, or oh. I'm so stuck in nostalgia. So like. I wasn't even born in 85, but it's like, I feel like I'm an 85 band, you know, uh, mm-hmm. Bears fan. So it's like, and that's my father-in-law and stuff. So I have a lot of influence on that, but it feels like that. It feels a little bit like, I don't know, bands would hate to hear that. Like, come on. Like, and I hate that as a musical artist that that's the way I am. Mm-hmm. But it's just like, there's so, it was such a saturated time of like, kind of like a coming of age thing where a lot of these bands get stuck in time for me and then I end up kind of comparing them to everything else they've done right. when they really should, they should be evolving and I, I should give it a shot more. So I am intrigued mm-hmm. to go listen to your guys's list and at least I can kind of get a kind of wet my appetite for a, a, a snapshot. Of, yeah. Of... Yeah. I mean, I follow all of them on Instagram and, you know, I keep up with little clips they post. I'm like, okay, that's cool. I think things got, especially with bands like Norma Jean, they got a little bit too. I don't like a ton of singing with my heavy, <laughs> and oh. so even even like embracing Corey as their front man was a challenge because even in his screaming, he's kind of got like a vocal melody thing kind of happening, or you can kind of almost hear the pitch pitch changes. It's kind of yeah. a scream singing thing, especially the further they go on, and it kind of kind of turns me off so yeah where i would rather like josh to me can't sing at all but i like when he tries to and it sounds terrible there's something <laughs> there's something like perfect about how bad it is but right yeah it's so bad that it's good yeah yeah that's like uh poison the well singing mm-hmm. they they can't sing it's so bad um, in, in the earlier albums yeah they got better later on but it's like yeah. this is not good but yeah the heart, the heart's there, and yeah. that's what matters. Yeah. Half the time, it sounds like these bands don't even know how to how to play guitar either. But that's what <laughs> you know, especially yeah. just the chaotic stuff. It's like right. I know it's calculated, but anyway. So, how do you feel about like dual vocals? Like, oh, so oh, like a under, oh, like an under oath, or maybe like an or like that. Mm. No, I love that. I love that. Um, I even, I mean, obviously, we were huge Showbread fans, so like have, even mm. having. And we had two screamers or vocalists, yeah. and and so I think if you can do it well, I mean, I don't know that you get a better compliment, like complimentary vocal pairing than an under oath. I mean, Aaron sings like an angel, and Spencer's guttural and can do it all. Um, I I think that's great. I especially love it too. Like it it. Um, I don't know how many bands do this where you have like two front men like showbread did it but um yeah. if you've ever been you know you go to a show or like even like norma jean like if you like i know like they'd bring out josh every once in a while to come do memphis if he's there if there's the same show or whatever and it's like ugh, the energy goes like through the roof because it's like mm-hmm. they're both going at it so if you had to pick one of these three albums and you can't pick your own which one would you pick like, what would be the one that you would listen to? Oh. 
I'm gonna say just because I noticed the least amount of songs from Reeds, probably because you mm -hmm. had a lot of newer stuff. Oh, you did too, Kurt. But I would probably say yours, just because that's that's where I need to. Uh, that's where I need to go. I need to check out the new stuff. See, I would say I would go with Joel's because I have not listened to the older stuff as much lately. And it'd be good to go back and just, you know, remember my roots. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, mm -hmm. yeah, listen, I mean, because I've so I've actually listened through Joel's list and I was it was a good walk mm -hmm. through memory lane. And I was like, yes, this yeah. is this is why I fell in love with them. Yeah. <laughs> just to complete the circle here, I'd probably choose Kurt's just think one because <laughs> of Spearmint Revolts becoming my favorite Norma Jean song lately. And dude it's so good yeah, i gotta yeah. go i have to listen to this when we're done mm -hmm. well yeah and i yeah. kurt you probably rightfully so being probably the biggest fan out of the three of us you uh yeah you probably you had a good mix so mm -hmm. yeah yeah i tried <laughs> i think in terms of album art Ooh. I didn't even touch on this, but it's like their their stuff is iconic. Like, oh, absolutely. Like, I feel like a lot of album art is can tend to be forgettable, or I kind of remember it. But they always just gave such attention to, and it, and then it kind of plays into the the way that you visualize what's happening. So, like the creepy girl on the the front of Bless mm -hmm. the Martyr, and uh, the oh god, the aftermath, like the the almost like tattooish art with the crazy lettering. I don't know. It it, it all sticks out in my mind. Uh, that's something else that Norma Jean does really well is pay attention to the whole thing, like the whole package of what they're doing. Uh -huh. So, yeah, that's. I mean, like, they're the design. Well, actually, it went back to Ludicrous, uh, but like, they're the creepy girl on the cover, like. I was walking through Christian bookstore mm -hmm. and I saw that cover and I was like, that looks like it would sound like something that I'd want to listen to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So they, they, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I mean, even with, Oh God, the aftermath, they had the inside the artwork inside the booklet artwork, where it was like, it was, it was, um, they had people, but then like they were turning into, like plants and stuff and like yes. there's a dude with like tree limbs for arms and weird stuff and it was like unsettling but like pleasing to look at at the same time it was just weird yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you have a favorite album artwork Ooh, yeah. mm. that's a good honestly i really liked the uh that's tough. That is tough. So I'll go. I, I think I would probably go. Yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I'd probably say my favorite, and it's not even like an album. It's more of like a compilation album of like all three of their first ones. It's the Birds and Microscopes and Bottles of Elixir. Oh, and yeah. Stadium. It's like a combination of, you know, kind of those first three albums, I guess. But... Yeah, that's true. It's got some of the chaos, and it's like, yeah, I like that one. 
it's probably a tie for me between Oh God, the Aftermath and Redeemer. I have no idea what's going on on the cover. It's like a crow biting someone's finger, finger, yeah. but the girl is screaming. Mm-hmm. I have no, I don't know, like, but I, I think the the Oh God, the Aftermath stuff looks so. Uh, again, it's simple, but I don't know. It's it reminds me of like even they got like they have like typewriter text mm-hmm. with scribbled out handwriting. Mm-hmm. And then this guy who actually kind of looks like Scotty Henry with a hook hand. And he's, tr- and he's <laughs> and like drowning. A, a random serial number looking thing. I don't know. It's so, I don't know what they're trying to accomplish, right. but it it's working, you know? So it kind of looks like a ransom note. I don't know. It, it's pretty dope. Yeah. I would say probably, oh God, or Polar Similar. They did, mm. they did, it was like pretty simple artwork, but it was like the, the dead raccoons or whatever they were on the front cover and then they had yeah. a bunch of other like i think not taxidermied but dead animals on throughout the thing mm. and it was like i don't know and then they uh i actually have a shirt from that album and it's really cool kind of um line art and it just says uh death is a living partner but yeah all of the artwork from polar similar was great that's so cool that looks really cool. I Which I didn't know from the cover until yeah, until you said that. And now I was like, okay, I see it now. Oh, on polar similar. Yeah. 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 Oh, I've never noticed yeah, that. Yeah, it's just dead. I've always thought it was like Yeah. Um now that I'm looking at it, it's it's like yeah. rats, isn't yeah. it? Or wolves. Like I can't tell. Yeah, long tail. It's probably a rat. Uh that's disgusting yeah. and cool. But also, <laughs> I didn't. I I was listening to an interview with uh, Corey, and he's a he's a designer. Like that's what he was doing before yeah. he joined yeah. Norma Jean, and so I'm sure he has a lot of yeah. input or just hands over all of the art stuff. And yeah, yeah. yeah. The new album artwork, though, I will say honorable mention. It's it it is pretty cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh man, I appreciate the opportunity to, for me, go go back to the past and talk about it and think about it. It's gotten me back into them again. Not that they ever they never fall too far away from the Spotify for me or yeah. anything like that, or you know. Um, but this, this was cool to kind of think about it a little bit more, and yeah, so influential. Yeah, kind of like I talked about before. It was good for me just to. You know, really sit down and go through their entire catalog, especially you know what those later albums I had, hadn't really yeah. heard or I hadn't heard at all. Yeah. But so definitely uh, found some some new favorite songs that I'll be uh, jamming the rest of the year, and they'll end up on my Sick. Spotify list. Probably. Yeah, yeah, I'm sure of it. And I had to listen to Meridian all again because I <laughs> just like forgot about that album. Yeah. <laughs> Even though I didn't actually, I don't think I picked a song off of it, but. Thanks again to Joel and Kurt for joining in on this episode on Norma Jean. If you haven't already, go ahead and follow us on Facebook and Instagram under Album Draft Podcast. Let us know what songs you would have added to your Norma Jean album, and we'll catch you on the next episode.